0: you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm zach mccoy i totally (laughs) missed that i'm like huh all
1: right we gotta start that over
0: (laughs) hello you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm squirter mccoy and it's your boy trev and we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Scorsese podcast Thursday show, Thursdayy show, where we take a look at the oeuvre of a one knower of cinema and perennial Oscar bridesmaid,
2: Mr. Martin Scorsese. And what are we watching this week, Zach? We are watching Kundun, where Marty takes us on a transcendental spiritual journey through Tibet and the early life of the 14th Dalai Lama. Nice.
0: Yeah, excellent this is everybody's first time watching this movie absolutely no wow oh that's a yes for me but i have a story i want to hear zach's first time watching it
2: uh so uh let's go back to 1997 i'm in the car with my dad i'm passing this theater <laughs> and i said dad titanic is playing but i really want to see <laughs> and he says no that's a foreign movie you don't need to see that and he drives on Takes me to Mr. Magoo, leaves for cigarettes, and I never see him again. <laughs> so, I, it was very hard wanting to see Kundun, um, but no, really, I I bought a copy on DVD and I watched it on January twenty third, twenty fourteen for the first time. So not that long ago, but is one of those blank spots in uh, Marty's filmography and. Um, It always looked really interesting, and I actually had some interest in the Dalai Lama, so I was like, I'm going to pick this up. So, yeah, I've seen it one time before this. Nice. So, I've never seen this movie, but
0: I once bought a ticket to this movie. (laughs) Really?
1: (laughs) That's incredible.
0: The movie that I ended up seeing came out the exact same weekend. I had to look up which one it was, because... We were some naughty, naughty children here in Newport News. Uh, Movie I ended up seeing was the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman. Wow. wow. So, Marty, you got my money, but you didn't get my time. And (laughs) we'll talk about how if I regret that or not uh, in a little bit. Oh, that is amazing. But uh, I had been wanting to watch it after the episode of The Sopranos with Martin Scorsese in it. As he's going into the uh-huh. nightclub and Christopher Moltisanti shouts out, Kundun, I, liked I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and we all, I, I can agree. I can agree. Mm. It's so going to be like, a spicy episode. Mm,
0: spice. Mm. So let's get into our Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Because we have one of those this week. Kundun was nominated. For four Academy Awards. Nice. Uh, All of them, as we say, are below the line. We start with uh, Best Original Dramatic Score, getting a nomination for Philip Glass. Yeah. uh, One of my favorite composers. Did.
1: And we're going to talk about him.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. His work on uh, Truman Show. One of my favorite scores. God, Truman Show. Uh, We'll talk about that probably a little more next week. Probably not. I don't know on this show or not. We'll we'll find out. Um, but he loses to James Horner for Titanic, and it's understandable. But yeah, I don't agree with it. I could, I, I could deal with that loss. I, I think Philip Glass maybe should have won this award. Um, we got best cinematography, Roger Deakins, the Deke. This only the second the second deacons film we've covered on this sh- on between the two shows the other one being sid and nancy uh, uh, deacons uh, should have won this award too and he loses to russell carpenter for titanic he
1: definitely should have won this award yeah absolutely yeah.
0: i i don't God. have it down in my mind that that's what should have happened yeah best art direction dante ferretti as art director and francesca Lo shit <laughs> <Chiado>. <laughs> <laughs> that just threw me for a second, there. Uh,
1: I love that we're all in our 30s and still <laughs> laugh at, at, at these sort of things.
2: <laughs> it, it helps the time that we're recording as well, but yes. Uh, uh, yes.
0: Uh, they lose to Peter Lamont and Michael D. Ford, probably for having uh, easier-to-pronounce names, uh, for Titanic, and uh, Dante Ferretti getting a second nomination on the evening for costume design loses to Deborah Lynn Scott for Titanic. yeah. And that is our Oscar breakdown. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well. Well.
1: So where do we start with this one?
0: Yeah. um, That's a good question.
1: Where do we go now? (laughs) Hey, you know, what's it called? that that's how powerful this movie is it's inspi- it's uh inspiring the sopranos and it's inspiring guns and roses you know what there i mean there
0: you go exactly. uh you know i'll I'll start with i think it's really interesting to see a very similar film that we covered before in the last emperor that takes place yeah. at exactly around the same time
2: yeah and i've got some similar thoughts compared to that film too which um go yeah. to in a minute but uh yeah uh like you said i like it <laughs> i like it um yeah i i don't
0: know this is this is a weird film because it's more of a vibe movie than it is it like is, right very plot driven
2: so it's absolutely i'm gonna go out on a uh Superlative in here and say this is Marty's most gorgeous film. Maybe ever. I, don't
1: I know. can, ag- I, no, I agree. 1000%. And
2: I, I wish, you know, we, I can't remember if he and Deacon's work again together or not. No, no, that's, no they do not. That's, that is a very sad thing. I, I like
0: that he. That he uses Deacons this one time for a very specific purpose because right. he doesn't do anything else like this in his career. That's right. true. That's true. Uh, and using using Deacons on this film essentially is like that there's kind of a grandeur that he couldn't get with Bauhaus or anyone right. else like that. Uh, because Bauhaus is great, but Bauhaus yeah. has such an energy and he has such a distinct style that. Deacons is, is a little more mannered and oh, yeah. his yeah. his shot structures are are very like the every frame of painting kind of right, style right, right. where Bauhaus is constantly moving and constantly doing something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which which didn't wouldn't have matched with the right. the uh spiritual kind of not slowness slowness i guess you know the the pace of tibetan monks and whatnot um uh so yeah it's a beautiful beautiful movie great music it's just dripping in art but it's not very good narratively and the acting isn't very good that's what holds it back a little.
0: For I do give kind of a, a pass on a lot of the acting because
1: there's no they actors.
0: Spe- <laughs> they specifically didn't want to use actors. They didn't. I, yeah. I respect that. They didn't. Want, he didn't want to distract from the Dalai Lama himself. The authenticity.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And he and he uses a lot of uh, relatives of the Dalai Lama. Right. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I do respect that. So. Um, so, well, well, you do have to note that the acting can be flat in times there, there is a very specific reason. for. It.
2: Yeah. The other, the other complaint I have is where, uh, similar to last emperor is, I really think it should have been subtitled, not in English. Um, yeah. Yeah. I felt that too, but those, those are really my only complaints. <laughs> you know, what do we, what do you think? Trav?
1: Yeah. I don't, would it have been cooler? Maybe. I don't think them speaking in English takes away from the movie, though. Um, How Martin was not nominated for Best Director is a fucking crime. Because this movie shows you that Martin Scorsese is one of the greatest directors of all time. Because he knew that he had no actors to lean on. So what he was going to do was he was going to come in there and he was going to place people where they needed to be placed. And then he brought in Philip Glass, who was – he's not a film scorer. This man is on Beethoven level of composing. This man is above film score. No disrespect Uh, to Hans Zimmer and all these other guys,
2: but mm -hmm,
1: him – and um John Williams, they're above film score. These guys are composer composers. And then he gets the greatest cinematographer of all time, Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins, man. M- my man's got me flustered right now, dude. This <laughs> film is one of the most beautiful shot films I've ever seen it's in incredible. my entire <laughs> life. From yeah. scene one one blew me away. I was like, Jesus Christ, they're really fucking going for it, aren't they?
0: <laughs> My yeah, I mean, god. I, I mean, and and at this point, Deacons has been in the game for over a decade. And this is his third nomination. Yeah. That's like, insane. The dude's the dude's doing high-caliber work and so far he's only been nominated for Shawshank and Fargo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And well, he gets like what Eight more nominations before he wins 20 years from now. I mean we'll we'll get into that, I think. I believe that's one, two, three,
1: and Shawshank and specifically Fargo are in like the top 20 best shot films of all time, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm like Martin knew what he was doing. He had no actors, so he was gonna go get the best uh camera guy he was going to be the best director and he was going to go get the best composer that he could get his hands on and they were going to shoulder this whole entire movie. Unfortunately, it's not appealing to a mass audience but you know, for film nerds like us, (laughs) you know the screenplay's good. It's nothing sensational.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and this project starts with the screenplay, right? Uh, like you said, it, it's it's it is more of a vibe. It, it's like a it's like a visual poem, really. yeah, or a a tone poem.
1: Yeah, tone Ooh. poem. I'm right there.
0: <laughs> Love a good tone poem. Oh lord. Um. Yeah. So uh, Melissa Melissa Matheson apparently had met with the Dalai Lama and uh-huh. asked if she could write a script about him so right. she does and the script floats around for a while and uh when it when it gets optioned by disney uh they ask if she could pick one director who would she want her first choice was marty right hmm. so she's a martin scorsese's the guy i want and everybody was pretty much like yeah good luck on that and <laughs> sure enough marty reads it and he's like i i'm into this so it's it's a little less his director for hire thing but you know it's not one of his passion projects until it just kind of lands in his laps in his lap and he's like hey yeah this rules let's do this yeah and Mm -hmm. um they wanted to shoot in tibet but they weren't allowed because china sucks Mm -hmm. uh and so they shoot morocco
1: Again? Didn't he shoot uh, Last Temptation of Christ in Morocco?
0: Was that in Morocco? I believe so. That sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, Yeah, so they go shoot Morocco, and when it came time for the film to be released, uh, Disney pretty much buries it.
1: (laughs) I mean... Could you imagine Disney putting out this? Disney knows this is not a money maker. Why would they waste their time?
0: Well, it's not even it's not even the money making because you know Disney wants Disney wants to be in the Scorsese game. You know, Touchstone's pictures is is uh-huh. you know the adult the adult wing of Disney at the time, Or right, At right. least uh, the it, at least the prestige. Yeah. Not, is it a political decision?
2: Too.
0: Yeah, it's a very political decision because China's like fuck you for making that movie. Tibet is not a real place. <laughs> and Disney goes, we're sorry. You are <laughs> correct. Jeez. dis Disney being cowardice over politics. Let's, let's see if we can, if we can uh, equate that to anything happening today. Um, mm. So they back down on China. They pretty much bury the movie and don't give it, don't give it a much fanfare or, um, um advertisement Mm -hmm. and the movie just kind of comes and goes and i buy a ticket to it and don't see it
1: (laughs) um this was my first time seeing the touchstone thing red instead of blue and i thought that was really cool
0: yeah mark nice nice touch for martin it was a
1: it's so it's so simple it's so small but it's so so cool yeah
0: (laughs) so anyway um Sorry, I hate when I say so anyway and I sound like I'm being dismissive of what you just said. I, I agree with no, you. I get
1: it. I'm not saying anything important. So my
0: my brain just <laughs> wants to keep moving forward and right. I, I don't mean to sound dismissive in Room. I'm I'm tired and now I feel bad. Um No, no. We got you. So um uh, Disney Disney count to China so that in nineteen ninety eight they can sell Mulan to them. <laughs> Oh, God. that's awesome and then <laughs> and 20 years after that they go shoot a mulan movie in a really horrible province of china so yay disney yay. <laughs> mm. so anyway that's that's why this uh, film was very hard to find it's why it's not streaming anywhere It's why... It's on YouTube for free. (laughs) It's on YouTube for free. Uh, It's why Zach's copy of uh, (laughs) Blu-ray is from a different region. Yeah. (laughs) Because fuck Disney.
1: (laughs) Well, so, you know, then let me ask you, because they got the Brad Pitt movie that came out the same year as this, which I got a question involving that, but uh, there was seven years in Tibet yeah what who was that by who put who put that one out
0: that's a good question i i can say i don't really know much about that movie because i've never seen it right i wanted uh, to watch
1: it this week to compare because that one kind of did gangbusters but of course it's brad pitt in the 90s so i mean you could put him as a dumpster man you know (laughs) and it's gonna make two three hundred million dollars garbage
2: good. Picking field goal kicking is Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia phenomenon. phenomenon. Hell Fuck, yeah, yeah,
0: Tony Danza. <laughs> um,
2: that's looking <sighs> like Mandalay. Oh, okay. John Williams did the soundtrack.
1: To for, seven years in Tibet.
2: Yeah. Wow. I've actually seen that movie once. It's pretty good, but Brad uh, is gets some crap for his accent. Is it in a white that movie is it whitewashed? No. Okay. Not not terribly, if I remember correctly. Um, not as bad
0: as not as bad as Little no. Buddha.
2: No, he. <laughs> this I mean, one it it he 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 becomes friends with the Dalai Lama, and the uh-huh. Dalai Lama makes him a better man. So it's not.
1: Oh, okay. Can't find a better man. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, So this is the the biggest production company on this is Mandalay Entertainment. Gotcha. Uh, who's biggest film around this time is probably donnie brasco oh how i know what you did last summer okay
1: yeah. but again it doesn't matter because it's brad pitt I, oh we but, we could have put it out it wouldn't have fucking mattered but
0: and, and double team starring jean-claude van Damme and <laughs> oh, <laughs> I
1: put out a bunch of stuff
2: <laughs> but it it's interesting when movies like like out of nowhere two similar theme movies come out in the same year it's like mm-hmm. so, i don't know
1: that's what I was going to ask is this is somehow mere coincidence because I don't feel like this is a topic that studios are rushing to go and get a film out. But we see it all the time where studios are going to, they're working on the same, like this year we're getting two different Pinocchio movies, the, mm-hmm. the Guillermo one on Netflix, and then we're getting this very horrible Disney. <laughs> you saw the trailer where they were like, "We're gonna make it look like the old Pinocchio movie, but like real live action, and he's gonna look really shitty."
2: And uh, it looks horrible. Is that the Tom Hanks one? The Tom yeah. Hanks, but Chichetta then you got one, yeah. the Polly Shore one. What was that? Did that come <laughs> <Yeah>. out?
0: <laughs> Joe Joe Tapia is obsessed with that Polly Shore one. That's
1: the one that came uh, out of like what?
0: 98? The no, name? the 98 one stars Roberto Benigni. Wow. That yeah. one's horrible, too. Who, it's yeah.
1: borderline creepy. Who
0: who goes on to win an Academy Award for... Uh, Not for wait, No, no, the ninety No, when would that one come out? 98 Next. was when he did Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, So that one was like 2000, 2001, something it like that? It was
1: really in 2000 they made a movie that looked like that?
0: yeah oh
1: man poor decisions poor decisions
0: and he's in another one that just came out recently there's there's like five pinocchio movies going on right now and <laughs> why
1: yeah
0: <laughs> who
2: is demanding this Nobody. Roberto <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there was something else too a little while ago where two different studios were going to put out the same movie well, and I, mean, I just like, can't remember what the movie was, but yeah. I don't know how it happens, but it's weird. It it's weird when it does.
0: In the '90s, like there's a there's a lot of times where you know these these scripts float around, and then someone will option them and put somebody big in it, and then another studio will be like, "Didn't we have a script like that laying around? Let's get that script made and try to rush it out before that one." So it, I'm not saying that's what happened with Seven Years in Tibet and right. Kundun, but it.
1: But I just feel like even if they saw it and was like, hey, Blah yeah. Blah's working on this Dalai <laughs> yeah, Lama and- film in Tibet, <laughs> that any studio would be like, well, fuck, we got to make that now. Like,
0: <laughs> well, I, And Jean-Jacques uh, Jean is the director of Seven Years in Tibet. And he's the guy that did The Bear. Right. The okay. Bear. Which is a movie bear. about a bear. Hell yeah. Which you
1: love. You love this movie.
0: Yeah, It's great.
1: And it's about a bear.
0: It's about a
2: bear. Uh, He also goes on to direct Enemy at the Gates, which is awesome. Looks like Seven Years in Tibet came out before Kundun, at least theatrical release. Yeah, because
0: Kundun Kundun comes out at the end of the year. Yeah. uh, And I end up buying a ticket for it and not seeing it in 1998. Yeah. Because Fallen was a January dump movie. <laughs> God, so yeah, we're we're like so off of not even talking about Kundun right now. like well, <laughs> yeah. it's Let's a movie about the Dalai Lama's life. like I don't even really
2: know. I honestly, one small complaint, um it's like a, I would have liked to have seen more of his life in this film. I, I get I understand it's you know about his time in Tibet and he goes away. but he's such an interesting character that I want more. Of his life.
1: See, if I don't he, find him interesting in the slightest. So what's it called?
2: That's what you're for, looking for. Kundun yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> Kundun two. Yes. Cruise control. Yes. <laughs> no, I I'm not um I'm not a very religious person, but I, I can, I'm one of those I'm spiritual, and I I I've read some Dalai Lama books, and you know I his his writings and his his thoughts on the world have always interested me, and I've always found them calming and reassuring personally so like so i again that's a vibe i vibe with him so right 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 not so much the character i guess in the movie but yeah there's nothing
1: appealing about the movie like outside of the film nerd stuff yeah there's nothing there's nothing appealing to an average moviegoer about this movie
0: Hmm. yeah like i said it's pretty much town poem that's the kind of stuff that which
1: is why paul bought a ticket and saw another movie (laughs) you know what i mean so i was
0: 13 (laughs) i had just seen titanic and i'm still upset about it
2: (laughs) the guy playing chairman Mao is pretty interesting yeah that guy well well cast i like that guy a lot
1: (laughs) (laughs) so the last thing i'll really say is because there's just really not a lot for me to say on the movie outside uh the three people I talked about. This is Martin's best directing that we've ever seen, in my opinion, uh, sure. and it's because he carries the whole load on his shoulders.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, there's, and nobody, there's nobody, there's nobody for him to I, lean on. I don't think I don't think anybody particularly gives a bad performance. No, no, no. But you but can the, tell because of Martin,
1: they don't give a bad performance. Yeah, and that's what I'm you, saying.
0: You could tell that a lot of them are not actors. Uh, and I think that's interesting. I I like that Marty, Marty doesn't rest on his laurels. He, you know, he could go back to make another movie like Goodfellas or Casino. Right. He's like, well, I just did Casino, so yeah, let's go into a completely different direction and do a movie that I have never done before. Right. With people I've never worked with before. Like Thelma's pretty much the Thelma and Barbara the two that he brings yeah. with him.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And here You're he right. is and he makes a beautiful piece of art.
0: Yeah. And then it is art. Like this yeah. is gorgeous.
2: That um scene of the llama standing in the pile of bodies, that that is that is a striking image.
0: That is a yeah. shot. And and the fact that it just keeps going back and there's just more <laughs> bodies, like the bodies right. never end. They right. just the bodies hit the floor.
2: <laughs> and And even the bodies are like organized almost artistically it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, no they are
2: yeah they, they they're look
1: purposely like a, placed
0: yeah they, like, they like, look like, they like a
2: tapestry yeah yeah mm.
1: and again, that's why I just feel this is martin's best directing performance to date i mean
0: I I, I I think there's there's a strong argument for it yeah yeah because when when he wants to just show off. He he's so it's so effortless for him to just do anything. Yeah. Why? Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll get into our worsty judgments. <music> and tramp. Yeah. Where's this sitting on your Thursday's rankings?
1: Well, so for my Therese rankings, I ranked this movie uh, four stars. Um, again, there's nothing really exciting about the screenplay or the dialogue or anything like that. But the film's just so gorgeous. The music is so good. It, you know, this movie's incredible. So I have it sitting at my number eight spot, just behind The Color of Money. But right in front of Cape Fear.
2: That's what right. What what num- what number did you say? Uh eight. Okay.
0: Nice. Zach. We're just sitting on your Thursday rankings.
2: Funny enough, I also have it at my number eight. Wow. Um it is the top of my four stars. Uh I got King of Comedy at number seven, which is my last four and a half. So, uh, the the things you know, you all the good points about the acting, but the acting and some of the uh, the skimming of the history, I, I would have liked a little bit deeper touch on some of the um, politics, mm-hmm. and maybe a, just I really like the kids that play the Dolly Lama. But dude, the, I thought like, the
1: kid was the best. Yeah, portrayal to be honest and, with you.
2: And Caitlin was watching a little bit with it. And, Like, watching him, his mannerisms reminded us a lot of our middle child. And it was like, he kind of looks like him. It's funny. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Um, but yeah, better actor as the older Dalai Lama and better, deeper understanding of the politics. And this would have been a five-star movie for me. Mm -hmm. But I've got it at four stars at number eight. Nice. How about you, Paul? Uh,
0: i i went ahead with a four and a half on this one okay uh, i i'm with you there's there's a lot of times where the more fluff piece uh biopics like this don't really don't really work for me uh but
1: but it's martin and we know how you feel about martin
0: i don't know it's, it's hard it's hard for me to say that this shouldn't be more of a fluff piece because it's mostly just a story about a child yeah like and even even as it gets later into the film he's still like i'm not old enough to be this person right like i'm not ready for this and he's being thrust into something at such a young age and uh to to do it with any kind of grace is is astounding uh and that and i just don't know enough about the dalai lama to to say otherwise so right I, yeah and i couldn't find a whole lot of like notes on the film that were like this is what actually happened so uh also fuck china so uh, <laughs> Martin's martin Scorsese scorsese's banned from china because of this film
1: <laughs> you know who else is banned from china <laughs> south park
0: that, that doesn't shock me mm-hmm. uh also this uh we, we said the kundun's the Cundons, uh, inspiring guns and roses right
1: Right, yeah. Chinese democracy.
0: Chinese democracy was written because right, yeah. of this because mo- of this movie.
1: <laughs> this movie.
0: That
2: uh, is verifiable.
0: Uh so I, I went four and a half because I you know it's it's so easy to go with the flow on this one. And and once you once you realize that the story is not what is important to this. Yeah.
1: It's the camera work.
0: It's, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Martin just saying, look, it's just chill just go with this yeah uh yeah uh i have it at my number 10 okay i have it sitting right under age of innocence because
2: man i love age of innocence
0: <laughs> and uh right above color of money
2: it's kind of weird to say this but i feel like uh even though this is only the second time i've seen it it's the kind of movie where i would like put it on in the background because it's like yeah you don't have to pay super close attention if you know the basic plot in the basic history of what's going on, you just like chill and do something. Look up every once in a while and just marvel at a uh, a wonder of uh, filmmaking. And
0: yeah, and it's and it's honestly not shocking that Marty would want to do this because I know how much he loves Bertolucci, and Bertolucci does hmm. uh, Last Emperor. Last Emperor, and yeah, they're they're practically the same story, but from just two different vantage points of the same like time the right to two young men being thrust into power and then having that power taken away from them by, by communists uh, yeah
1: <laughs> commies <laughs> by,
0: i was gonna say fascists but well,
2: yeah the fascist wing of brand of communism mm-hmm.
1: but this is just a movie that i feel like anybody would put on to show somebody is if you want to see great filmmaking this is the movie yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well I think we're gonna call it there. Tramp, let the people know where they can find you on the media social.
1: That's right. Your boy is on the Instagram at ZK Audio where I'm also on the Twitter at T R A V I O S Z K, where I'm also on letterbox ranking and ranking and rating my daily movie watches. I'd be forgetting what uh what I'd be saying and I've been catching up on some of these twenty twenty two releases. And it was not a good week for 2022 releases. Outside of Turning Red, which I talked about yesterday, I saw some fucking stinkers this week.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: do not watch Redeeming Love and do not watch The Week in the Way. They are both fucking terrible.
0: Mm, I'm going to watch both But you got to. <laughs>
1: cause you got to rank them.
0: You got to rank them. You got to put them somewhere. Put them in or the to toilet. It. Zach, where can people find you?
2: Find me on Criticer. Zachmaster. X-A-K-K M-A-S-T-E-R X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. TikTok House Havoc or Letterboxd. Search in my name. Oh.
0: Uh you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram. And Letterboxd, where I am doing a running tally of all the films I watch. And uh, this week, I tried to watch the movie Big Gold Brick. And I turned it off after about 45 minutes because it was insufferable. And I not, might get back to you it. you said I you
1: enjoy suffering, you fucking
0: liar. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard of that. Uh, don't bother. After I'm done oh. talking about it, forget that it exists. It. It no. wants to be so many other movies, and it is doesn't have the charm to carry it's on. None of them.
2: I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, just uh, I'll just put it this way: watch your Charlie Kaufman movies, and ah, huh. we'll leave it at that. Good.
2: <laughs> I'll do that.
0: All right. And what are we watching next week, Zach?
2: Next week, we're watching Marty go to Italy. In my voyage to Italy, which is not really streaming anywhere, but you can find some scenes on YouTube. Maybe you'll luck out and find it somewhere else. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. There you go. You'd think that something from 1999 wouldn't be that hard to find.
2: (laughs) I know it's on DVD somewhere.
0: Somewhere. So, hey, Trabs. Hey. Thank you, buddy.
1: Yeah, that's We're right Jonathan I got show. my thanks
2: thank you for being <laughs> <the> producer
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> traveling down this road at back of Ducer no, I,
1: like, dude, <laughs> I might have to steal that, that, that traveling uh pun right there I like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so you can find Trav on our sister podcast Up Benjamin Banks. Uh, we would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song we would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Pod and on Facebook at The Oscaristic Podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast Stitcher or Spotify it really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm religion is a poison <laughs> sit now so, four, Trav, and Zach, and I—I uh, I didn't have one set up. So the the I little just,
2: mouse drinking water from the yeah. The
0: little mouse drinking <laughs> water. What a cutie! <laughs> we would it like for you all to have a damn fine day.